Oh my goodness. Man, I hope you guys are warm and toasty because I am freezing up here, all right? I just want to let you know that if you're home and you're drinking your coffee, which, which, which camera am I on right here? All right, if you're home and you're drinking, at your co- drinking your coffee, enjoy that because it's quite cold right here. But again, I'm just so honored to, to be here with you guys this morning. And I just, I love church. I, I don't know how else to say it. I love church. I love that we get to gather together like this uh, here on the property or you're watching us online. And I love, you know what I love? I love that God's voice can never, ever, ever be silenced. All right, awesome. Now with that said, again, another fabulous happy Mother's Day to all of our moms. And uh, we're just so thankful for each and every one of you. Um, what I want to do this morning is, you know, I kind of battled with, with the thought in my head, like I want to give a message that's um, relatable for all of us. At the same time, I want to celebrate you moms. And so I, I think God gave me a way to uh, really be able to communicate that with you guys within Scripture. And what we're going to do today is we're going to take a look at a very special mom in Scripture. And we're going to look at some of her attributes, traits, characteristics, um, and how God really allowed others around her to be used in order to make a difference. And it's made a difference in all of our lives. So what we're going to do this morning is we're going to take a look at the very special mom in Scripture of Mary. Now Mary, uh, being probably one of the most misunderstood um, characters that we can see, or especially women within Scripture. You know, many beliefs actually set Mary on such a pedestal that she is uh, almost in a sense of as glorified. Um, I believe she was probably more like a very frightened teenager. I mean, think about it for a moment. It is believed that she was somewhere between the ages of 14 and 16 years old when uh, a message came to her by an angel that she would be pregnant without ever being with a man and that this baby would, would be the very Messiah. Now, think about that for a moment and imagining the amount of pressure that she must have been under um, awkwardness, you know, awkward for sure, on how she was going to communicate that to her friends, her loved ones, her relatives, and especially think about like mom and dad. Like how in the world do you explain this? And, um, but what I want us to do is I, I think there would be a piece of advice that Mary could share to all of us that would be very relevant within our lives and especially within the season of life that all of us right now are encapsulated in. And, and here's a statement that I want to give you, and that is this. When God asks you to do something outside of your comfort zone, all right? Now, what do I mean by that? If, if you've ever had a God encounter or, or maybe he's, took, or he's taken you into a direction that just didn't make sense. Have you ever been there before? Like, have you ever felt God really pushing you into something that in your mind just simply didn't make sense, right? Um, there is a, uh, uh, somebody who's a part of our church and has felt, felt for um, a little bit of time 
that she was supposed to communicate something, but, you know, was waiting for the right time, was waiting, you know, for the right season and, and this and that and another. And I, I, I kind of presented a message one day that just simply said, you know what, when God says act, let's just act. When God says do something, let's do that something. Even, even when it can feel very awkward, you know, God is saying, when I tell you to move, you're to move. When I tell you to speak, you're to speak, right? So for when God asks you to do something outside of your comfort zone, let me help you out. Don't miss your moment with God. Don't miss it. Because what God is trying to do is have a moment with you. But more importantly as well, is he's trying to have a moment with those that you are influencing. Let me, let me help you out here for a moment. You are an influencer. Moms, you are an influencer. You're an influencer to your husband. You're an influencer to your children. You're an influence to your circle of friendships, to the people that you surround yourself with all the time that you're working with. Guys, what you need to know is you are an influencer. And so when God really lays something upon our hearts to either say or to do, it's not necessarily geared for you, but it's to impact other people's lives. Let me help you out. That's why I stay in here today. That's why I'm a follower of Christ. Why? Because there were influence, influencers within my life. People who took a moment when God said, speak, they spoke. When God said, move, they moved. And because of that, and because of that for you and your own personal life, you are able to say, because of someone else, that someone else has helped bring you to a relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, God's ways, we understand this, are much higher than our ways and his thoughts are much different than our thoughts. Can we be very thankful for that, right? Because I don't want to serve a God who has the same thoughts that I have, right? Or the same thoughts that you have. Look, I'm not even going to put the finger on me all the time. I'm going to throw it at you sometimes, all right? I don't, want him to, I, I don't want God to be limited with my thoughts or your thoughts. I want God to have no limitations. And that's exactly who we serve, a God who has no limitations. You know, my boys. I have three sons, one's in the Navy, and I've got two at home. I have a nine-year-old and a six-year-old. And that nine-year-old and that six-year-old, when they look at me for, for, for answers, they know that they're going to get an answer. Now, they might get the wrong answer from me because I'm human. But in their minds, they're getting the correct answer. Can I help you out? God's ways are not our ways. They're higher than our ways. His thoughts are not like our thoughts. His thoughts are pure. His thoughts are always correct. His will and purpose and plan will never, ever, ever lead you wrong. So we don't need to miss our God moments. Don't miss your moment with God. In fact, I think that God is trying to have moments with you within your life more so than you even realize. So why are we missing these moments? Well, let's just be honest. Fear, fear of the unknown. What are people gonna think? What are they gonna say about me? How about this? Is that God or is that me? Have you ever thought that before? Come on now. Have you ever thought that? Yes, you have. 
I think it all the time. This morning, watch this. This morning, I'm going, should we put them in the field or should we go out to the front? I'm back and forth, back and forth. I'm glad we came out to the field because I love the field, all right? And, 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 and in my mind, I'm thinking, you know what? What if, what if God's telling me, let's go to the field? Let's not hinder this. We've got great things. We've got a drone flying around. We've got, you know, all of you out here. You know, we want everybody to enjoy this, this you know, setting. You know, sometimes in life, what we do is, is we, we allow fear to come in. Or, or watch this, we allow our busyness. Can I help you out? Has your busyness maybe shrunk just a little bit? in the recent two months? Probably. Probably. Now, I'm going to be honest. Mine has taken off. <laughs> my, the other day, my wife goes, she was off for like five days in a row. And she's like, I think this is the most five busy days that you've ever had, you know? But sometimes we can allow our busyness to really affect, um, uh, uh, you know, what God is trying to communicate or what God wants to do. It can distract us away from God moments. How about worry? If I were to say, if you, don't, if you worry, beep your horn, please don't right now. But if you worry, beep your horn, I would say almost every horn in this place or out, out here rather would, would say we worry or you at home. You would say, I'm a worrier. I have lots of anxiety. I don't like the uncertainty. You know, what I love about God is that he doesn't have a speaking problem. Like he doesn't fumble around his words. He doesn't use words with you know, with the wrong definition, I do that sometimes, sorry. He doesn't communicate that something that, of something that just isn't. God has a great way of being able to communicate. The problem is, is we have a difficulty listening to his voice, hearing him. We are selective within our hearing. We know what we want to hear from God, but when we hear it, then we allow fear, we allow anxiety, and we allow worry. How about this? We say this prayer often. God, use me however you want to use me. And then he drops something in your spirit to do and you go, oh, I can't do that. God, help me to communicate your gospel message to other people. But when God drops it in your spirit to invite somebody to church, oh, I, I don't know that I can do that. I don't know how they would respond to me. See, God doesn't have a problem communicating. We have a problem listening and being obedient with it. We can relate to Mary with unbelief that she may have had at first. We see within Scripture that fear had gripped her, anxieties, and, and so many emotions must have been rolling through her mind. In fact, I would say that while she was raising the Messiah, Jesus himself, God all through that was prepping her and establishing her within her relationship with her own son to be prepared for the ministry and then eventually the outcome that would eventually come for all of humanity, and that is to be crucified for us. But in these preparations or these moments that she had with God, I believe that God communicated words of encouragement to her. That God had allowed growing moments and growing opportunities to come her way. Sometimes pain isn't fun. Sometimes embarrassment isn't fun. Sometimes difficulties and, and loss of relationships is not fun. But sometimes God allows these things to happen in order to strengthen us and to grow us and to mature us 
spiritually and to the men and to the women of God that he has purposed and that he has planned that he has willed for our lives. So I'm going to take a look at four different things with you, four different words of encouragement that I think God used with Mary in order for us to be encouraged today. And the first one would be this, stay connected to God. Can I help you out? Regardless of what's going on in life, you could be sitting on the mountaintop and everything going fabulous, or you could be so far in the slum of the valley. I want to encourage you in this moment, stay connected to God. Since God is working in your life, we need to stay connected to him. For many of us, the enemy to our connection with God has been the pace of our lives. And I would have to say this, that we have all been challenged in the sense of God has pulled us back and said, listen to my voice. Listen to what I'm trying to communicate. You know, even for me, when I'm in a better place with God, I notice that the result is usually my pace has slowed down. My attention has been more affixed or focused upon him. I want to take a, a look in Luke chapter 2 with you. Starting with verse 16, the word of God says, so they hurried off. You know, this has kind of been the picture of society, hasn't it? Hurry, busyness, right? So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary did something. It says, but Mary treasured up. In other words, Mary has something we should all learn. We know this, Mary was a worshiper. So the scripture says, Mary treasured up all these things. And then she did something very interesting. She pondered them in her heart. We are due for some pondering. We are due in our lives for, for some moments of meditation with God. Stepping back, sitting back, slowing down, removing ourselves from certain activities, certain situations, changing our pace, allowing ourselves, what? To be consumed with God and of God and by God. John chapter 15 Verse five, we read a scripture that says this, Christ's words. He says, I am the vine and you are the branch. If, understand that, that's a word you might want to underline or circle there. But the word if, that means that is a moment where you are, you must interact. You must make a choice. He says, if you remain in me, then I in you, you will do something. What, what does the scripture say? It says you will bear much fruit, but then apart from me, you can do nothing. Another version says it this way. When you're joined with me and I with you, the relation intimate and organic, the harvest is sure to be what? Abundant and separated. You can't produce a thing. So what do we need to understand here? Number one, a word of encouragement to you is this. Regardless of the season that you are within your life, is stay connected with God. Stay connected with God regardless. No matter what you may be going through, no matter how many relationships that you feel within your life might be disconnecting, let me tell you what, your hope is in Christ Jesus. Your life flourishes, what? In Christ Jesus. 
So we know this. We must stay connected with God. Second thing is this. I love this. Stay connected to your purpose. One thing that kept Mary going on is that she had the responsibility of caring within her life. She, she, she stayed connected to her purpose. She knew what God was calling her to do. And regardless of how she might have wanted to respond emotionally and how everything else around her said that she should act or react, the, she stayed connected to her purpose. You know, um, I'm sure there were days though where she felt maybe discouraged rather than encouraged. So what did God do? He sends encouragements. Luke chapter 2, verses 34 through 35, reads this way. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined. In other words, I want to stop there for a moment. Mary knew this already, but God knew that she must be reminded of it. Let me help you out here. God has spoken promise over your life. God has purposed a will and a plan for your life. And just as the word of the Lord was coming to her to be this way, stay encouraged, so is God communicating to you and I today of this. Stay encouraged. It says this, This child is destined to cause the falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of man so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. Mary was encouraged by this, by knowing the purpose of your life or her life would bring true peace. So that reflects upon us in the sense of knowing the purpose for our lives will bring true peace, true joy, and true happiness. Let me help you. I promise you this. You will never be truly happy until you are following the footsteps that God has laid out for your life. You should have beeped your horn right there. Thank you. You will never be truly full of joy and happiness. You could do everything else that you think is going to bring joy and happiness. But there's nothing like serving God. There's nothing like living out what he has purposed, planned, and willed for your life. Nothing will ever take the place of that. Sure, you may have seasons of joy and happiness, but that will run dry. But there's a well that never runs dry, and that is in Jesus Christ. He will, he will what? The Bible tells us, never leave us, nor will he forsake us. So even in our moments where we're going through the purpose, the plan, and the will that he's designed for us, even while we're going through that, and the Bible says that we will go through trials and tribulations, we also know that Jesus will never leave us. He will always be there encouraging us. So we know that we must stay connected to purpose. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 6 says this, This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. Again, here's something I promise that has been given. God has given you a gift. He has. For some of you, he has given you a gift to write. For some of you, he has given you a gift of technology. Right here within our online ministry right now. 
Some of you is given a gift of singing and playing instruments. Some of you is given a gift of talking like myself. I don't know what your gift is, but God has given you a gift not to be wasted on our society and culture and world, but to use by him to bring encouragement to our society, culture, and world. And God is saying, I have imparted giftings into you. Now take those giftings that I have given you, giftings of leadership. Some of you are great leaders, entrepreneurship. God has placed inside of you. Some of you encouragers. Some of you, you're, you're prayer warriors. Use what God has purposed. Stay connected to your purpose. Number three, stay connected to the people who encourage you. I can't stress that enough. We see in Luke chapter uh, 1, verse 56, the Bible reads, Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. Why did she go there? Because Elizabeth was a voice of encouragement. She was a voice of encouragement for Mary. Mary didn't just visit Elizabeth, but the Bible says that she stayed. I want to I want to I want to sit home here on that for a moment. Why why did she why did she just not like have the acquaintance or you know the passing by hello, hey God bless you. Hey, you know, what can I pray with you about? You know what we do as Christians, right? No, Mary did something even further. Elizabeth did something even further. And it said that they stayed together for a period of three months. Why is that? Because God knew that Mary, in order to continue to be encouraged and to live out the plan that God had, she must have been separated from the environments that she was a part of and placed into the environments that God knew were most healthy and prospers for her in order to fulfill God's plan for her life. You see, some of you, you have been mourning over some relationships that maybe God has purposely cut away. Some friendships, some influencers. I don't know what it's been, but I, I look at it this way. God is doing a pruning within your life. Do you know in order for a plant to really grow and to flourish, there has to be a season of pruning for it? What is that, a cutting away of what is dead? Some of us, we need to allow God to cut away what is no longer a part of your future, what is no longer a part of his purpose, his plan. That we must surround ourselves with people who will remind you what the promise that God has for your life. Not people who are taking us in a direction that does not line up with what God's purpose is for your life. We need to allow God to do the pruning that is necessary. We cannot be connected to the right people if you are continually around the wrong ones. This is hard to hear. It's even more difficult to digest. It's hard for us to eternalize. Why? Because you know what I'm saying is true. Many of you, you have heard this voice. You have felt compelled. You have felt this drawing that's telling you what you need to do. So we know this. We have a staying connected to God. In other words, do you know who he is? We have 
of fulfilling the purpose that God wants certain people in our lives, that he can fulfill the purpose within our lives so that we will make an impact on others. You know, Hebrews chapter 10 reads this way. It says, and let us consider how that we may do something very important, spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up on meeting together. In other words, staying around those who, who call you blessed, just as Mary did, as some of you are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. So we have staying connected to God. We have fulfilling purpose. We have staying to, connected to people who will encourage us in God's purpose. But here's the big one, number four, the last one. Staying connected to the bigger picture. Can you imagine Mary at the foot of the cross? This mother that we're looking at, who's a great influencer, a great encouragement, that God used her to, to, to raise Jesus up. And we see in this moment that she's at the foot of the cross and she's watching her son be crucified going through what was considered to be a horrible death, a, the ultimate sacrifice. Scripture goes as detailed as far as to say that he was slaughtered for you and I. John chapter 19, verse 25. Here's a setting here. It says Jesus' mother and his, right here, Jesus' mother and his aunt, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene stood at the foot of the cross. And Jesus saw his mother and the disciple that he loved standing near her. He said to his mother, woman, here is your son. And then to the disciple, here is your mother. And from that moment, the disciple accepted her as his own mother. Jesus and his disposition, still having the ability to take care of someone else. In this disposition, in this time of pain, he's still thinking of others and not himself. In this passage of scripture, what he's saying, he's saying, mom, really, I, I can't be your son any longer. I have to pay the sins for Kevin Stanley. And this disciple, John, he's going to be your son. Mary walks away from the cross that day. Her son is gone, so she thinks. How does she move forward? How does she make it? Her mind is thought of, or, or her attention is placed upon one place, heaven, heaven. You know, we place too much hope and happiness on this earthly place that we are just passing through. You know, one day we're going to see Jesus face to face. And what a glorious moment. What an amazing time that's going to be. But 
We might say to ourselves in, in the season of life that we're going through, maybe you're going through difficulties, problems, struggles, and, and we'll say this often, yeah, I don't know how much more I can go through. I don't know how much more I can take. Let me help you out. Yeah, you can. You can take. Why? Because you're going to be connected to God. Why? Because you're going to be focused upon what his purpose is for your life. How are you going to make it? Because you're going to allow yourself to be encouraged by others who will encourage you in the purpose that God has designed for your life. How can I go through this? Because you're going to be focused on the bigger picture. Do you know the Bible tells that we are aliens and, and strangers just passing through this life? Paul says this life is just a vapor and it won't be long until we are in heaven celebrating with our friends and loved ones who have gone on before us. What a grand and amazing, glorious time that will be. Never forget that truth. I'm always reminded of this scripture in John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave the ultimate gift. He gave his only son, his only begotten son. For who? For you and I. For you and I, that we would be accepting of him. And if we are accepting of him, the Bible says that we will not perish, but we will have an everlasting life. Do you know who this Jesus is? Are you staying connected to God? Are you staying connected to the purpose? Are you staying connected to those who God wants you to be around so that they can be the encouragement within your life that you desperately need in this season right now? Maybe it's not in this season. Maybe God's, you know, there's a, God's looking at a season that's, that's coming up for you in life. And he's saying, stay connected to me. Stay connected to your purpose. I've got people that I'm trying to place around you, not for the short term, but for the long term, so that you can fulfill what is the bigger picture. And you know, this isn't just for you, but it's for those that you surround yourself with, that you can make a difference in other people's lives. But it first must come to accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you're here today and you've not made that commitment. Maybe you're watching us online today and you've not made that commitment. I challenge you that before we end this online service or this service gathering here at Drive Through Church, make that commitment today. And in fact, I'm going to pray with you. So I'm going to ask every about ever I close. And I want you to look at your life. Do, a, do an inventory. Where, where are you at? Have you made Jesus Christ the head of your life? Have you made him the Lord of your life? Is he your master? Is he your savior? Have you made that decision? I want to pray with you today. If you've not, I want you to pray it with me. Lord Jesus, today I commit my life to you. Lord, I ask that you forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me of all my wrong. Lord, I repent before you today. Change me from who I was 
and develop me into who you want me to be, God. May I live for you from this day forward. Strengthen me in all your ways. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Can we give the Lord, amen, amen, amen. If that was you today and you made that commitment, this is the greatest decision that you could have ever made or that you will ever make and never forget this moment. But now for us as Christ followers, we have work to do within our lives. We have work that God needs to do in our lives. And that is to stay encouraged, stay connected, stay encouraged of our purpose, stay connected to that purpose, stay encouraged by allowing others to be around us in our lives and staying within that purpose and staying connected to the bigger picture. The bigger picture. What is the bigger picture? Bring as many followers that we possibly can into a relationship with Jesus Christ. I wanna pray with all of you. Father, we thank you for this day. What a glorious meeting, what a fabulous time that you have brought us together here this morning. And God, we love you and help us all to do just that, God. That Lord, we would stay connected to you. God, that we would stay connected to the purpose. God, that we would stay connected, Father Lord, to the people that you are placing within our lives to be encouraged. And God, that we would stay connected to the bigger picture that you have laid before us. Continue, Lord, to develop us. Lord, can, may, we, may we make a stand in our own personal life, God, that says, you know what, regardless of the environments, regardless of everything that is being thrown our way, we are going to be encouraged by your scriptures. We are gonna be encouraged by our times of meditation, of separation, Lord, of, of everything of this world, and Lord, entering into a time, God, and being in your presence, Father. Dedicating time, Lord, to be in, in, in moments of prayer with you and allowing you, Lord, to clearly communicate into our spirit, God. But Lord, we love you and we praise your name and we thank you for everything. God, I thank you for this time today. I thank you, God, for the work that you're doing in our lives, God, in our community, Lord, in our surrounding areas, Father. Your message is not being silent, but God, it is being elevated to another level to where all people are hearing your message. And God, we thank you and we glorify you. In Christ's name we pray. And the church says, amen, amen. We love you guys. Have a great Sunday. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all of our moms. We love you. And at the cross, at the cross, I surrender my life. I mean all of you. I mean all of you. Where your love ran red and my sin washed white, I owe all to you. Here on holy ground.
Cross at the cross, I surrender.